you're gearing up for retirement this year, you're in good company. In fact, a higher number of Americans are considering retiring in the upcoming year. A recent Allianz report reveals that 22% expressed their likelihood to retire in 2024, compared to 17% in 2022. We'll break it down next. And now, Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts. Apparently, from what Weston Lindemann just said, even more people are planning to retire this year uh, than uh, the last year. The survey, the report he was talking about, uh, was conducted back in 2022. So we're going to look at that approach to retirement and the right way to do it. Retire Right Radio with Weston Lindemann, part of the team of all-star advisors at Roberts Wealth Management. Check their website, learn more about the firm and the team at robertswealth.com. I'm Dave Perkins. Yeah, it sounds like we, we could have a some more people retiring this year, Weston. Well, that's been the the theme for the past couple of years, I think, with the baby boomer generation getting to that age where now they're all starting to retire at once. And I've heard some statistics thrown around something to the tune of about 10,000 people a day retiring right now across the country. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it seems like we'd done a show recently. Yeah, I just checked this real quick to make sure I was right. Uh, 2024 is peak 65 meaning a record number of boomers uh, reach retirement age in 2024. So it sounds like it's going to be a busy year for you and the team at Roberts Wealth Management. We're going to look at some things that you need to consider, crucial steps, actually, just to make sure that uh, that you reach that milestone the right way. Of course, we got to start with this. C- create and working with a team like yours, Weston, create a mm-hmm. clear retirement plan. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's number one. It's what we've always said is number one to a successful retirement. Have a written plan. It's not really good enough these days to just kind of have an idea in your mind. All right, I'll retire in a couple of years and I should be able to live off of a certain level of income. Um, it's a world. It makes a world's difference when you see a detailed income plan in front of you that says, here's exactly where you're pulling your dollars from. Here's when you're turning on your Social Security benefit. And here's how you're going to you know, avoid things like undue taxation and higher Medicare premiums. These are things that we can build into a plan. But if we don't have a plan, uh, you're likely to get blindsided because there's a lot of moving parts to retirement. That's why we say creating a clear retirement plan, having it written down. That's rule number one. Yeah, yeah, it really is important to have that plan together. And then now let's start looking at what what approaches and strategies are in that plan. For instance, it probably a more conservative approach you would take as you're nearing retirement. But what's the good balance? How much is too conservative, not conservative enough? How do you help people find the balance? It really is an important balance that we have to strike because a lot of times people realize maybe they haven't saved quite enough or as much as they would have liked for retirement. And so when they get close, you know, those last couple of years, they, they kind of crank up the risk a little bit in order to, you know, eke out more returns. But then Mm -hmm. the consequence there is if there's any sort of setback in the market, you know, things out of our control that happen in the world and affect market conditions, then you're potentially going to see a, a, a higher drawdown, meaning you're going to lose more money. And so a balanced conservative approach means that a certain level of risk we're taking off the table. You know, we want some guarantees around our dollars in retirement. And if we're, you know, a couple of years away from retiring and taking more risk in the market, that's a recipe for potentially blowing up any chance you have of retiring on schedule. And so that balanced approach for us looks like, uh, you know, a mix of asset allocation that involves some level of risk and growth opportunities. But in today's world where we have you know, higher interest rates and the ability to um, go out there and get a, a nice fixed guarantee. Um, 
it doesn't make as much sense to take those gambles in the market when, you know, we're talking about people's life savings here. And I know when you, speaking of savings, when you meet with someone, you're assessing how just how strong they're coming into this meeting as far as their savings, even their emergency fund that they have. And I know that is different for everyone, but what formulas are you using? Um, and I'm sure that would include finding out how they want to live in their retirement. Yes, that's correct. And, and that's kind of where we start that conversation. We don't just, you know, if someone comes in our office the first time, we say, hey, nice to meet you. By the way, how much do you make and what are your expenses? Right. We don't just jump yeah. straight into that. It's more so a conversation around, uh, you know, w- what have you been up to and what do you expect to be doing in retirement? Uh, we ask about, you know, kids and grandkids. Do they live near or do they live across the country? Because um, all of these things factor into expenses in retirement. And We've also found that a lot of times people don't really know how much they they think they're going to need to spend in Mm -hmm. retirement because they haven't thought about exactly what it is that they'll be doing. And likewise, you know, doing this every single day, uh, we we find that sometimes people don't really have a good feel for what they'll be doing in retirement until they get a couple of years into that process because it's such a shift from, you know, working 40 years and having that routine established and then going into Uh, this new situation where all of a sudden you have such control and freedom over your time and what to do with it. And so when people find out more about what it is that they're going to actually be doing in retirement, that oftentimes informs a little bit more in detail what kind of expenses we might be looking at. Someone who plans to just kind of, you know, stay around their local area and spend time with their grandkids, maybe they don't have as much in expenses as someone who tells me that they're planning to travel, you know, three or four times a year taking you know, more uh, significant trips that are all going to cost money. Or again, someone who says they they do have grandkids, but they're, you know, several states uh, out of the way. And Mm -hmm. it's quite an adventure to get over there. And uh, again, there's a dollar cost involved with that. So these are just some of the beginnings of that expense conversation and trying to figure out what is going to be that lifestyle in retirement. Once, Once we have an idea about that, then we can figure out, okay, do we have sufficient savings? And are we going to be able to draw that sufficient income? And how about an emergency fund? You know, I'm over here in Pensacola, Florida, where, uh, you know, natural disasters are something that that happen um, oftentimes. And that means that you've got to have some money put away to take care of things like mm-hmm. replacing a roof or any number of things that can come up in life. Look, even a plumbing situation for me is I consider it a disaster, (laughs) (laughs) for which I need an emergency fund. Uh, Next segment, by the way, we're going to dig a little deeper in uh, the process of determining when you'd be ready to retire uh, and, you know, and how you can be a part of that, too. But for now, get a look at just what are you bringing to the table? Where are you in this journey when you schedule and the opportunity every week on this show to schedule a comprehensive review at no cost, no obligation? That's available with a phone call to 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680, what are the strategies in looking at how you would go about income withdrawals in retirement? Well, it starts with identifying what our guaranteed income sources are going to be, such as Social Security, do we have any retirement pensions or any existing annuities, things like that. And when it comes to Social Security, a lot of times we're having a conversation around when to start receiving that benefit. And So that's part of our planning process. We can get you a report. We call it our Social Security Maximization Report, and it's going to tell you exactly when you and your spouse should file uh, for that benefit. And part of that is, you know, deciding, well, if we have some assets, you know, this is the second piece of our income stream in retirement, variable income from sources like retirement savings. 
Um, if we've got you know some IRA dollars, maybe we've got some Roth dollars, how do we know which bucket of money to pull from first? Well, um, if we're early in retirement and we haven't yet turned on our Social Security, perhaps we want to look at things like some of our tax-efficient strategies, start mm-hmm. converting those traditional IRA dollars into Roth dollars. Best time to do that is when we have zero income. So once our Social Security turns on, now we have to worry about how to make sure our Social Security isn't taxable. And again, the best way to do that is to do that planning on the front end. Go ahead and clean up our tax liability in advance. That way, we don't end up owing taxes on our Social Security. If we can do that, then we're looking at about a half million dollars that we get to keep over the course of our retirement. That's money that we would have otherwise given to the IRS. That is significant. Uh, You could consider that an income stream, just what you're saving or not paying in taxes. Yeah, wow. that, that's the way we like to think about it. It's that, you know, grandma's wisdom of uh, a penny saved is a penny earned. That's right. That's right. Um, looking at health care, and it, it's probably not, obviously, it's not wise. I've learned on this show to approach uh, your, the health care aspect of your retirement. Well, I'll have Medicare because I know that there are significant out-of-pocket costs. How can we prepare for that? Well, that goes back to the, you know, the savings vehicle as well. If we've got some cash sitting on the sidelines that we can access in a tax efficient manner, whether it's in a health savings account or otherwise, that's going to be helpful. Um, It's obviously one of uh, retirees' greatest expenses. Um, And Medicare is a part of that as well, because if we haven't planned to pull our income streams in the best, you know, most efficient way possible, we could be looking at higher premiums. Whereas if we had just done some planning in advance, then we could make sure that we stay under certain Medicare premium thresholds, there, thereby having a, a lower premium. I know, uh, unfortunately, some people retire even before they are had planned. And if they're not yet so uh, Medicare eligible age, um, what's available there for them? Well, healthcare on the open marketplace, but it's not going to be cheap by any means. Um, you know, if you're 60 and you retire early and you've got several years to go, that this is something that you have to take into consideration. And in fact, this calls to mind someone I'm, I'm working with right now who is trying to retire pretty early in life. And one of the things that they really haven't thought a lot about is what happens when they lose their current employer-sponsored healthcare plan. And mm-hmm. that will drive up costs significantly. It's something that we have to be aware of. And We can't go into retirement early thinking, well, I've got enough to pay my current expenses and then not add into that equation the increase in healthcare expenses that they're likely to see. Yeah, you have to factor so much in, and they do, and they do with that initial look at your journey. It could be the very first uh, starting point of your journey to retirement. It could be you're retired, and maybe you don't have total confidence in what is in place for you now. Either way, second opinion, initial, a great opportunity, a comprehensive review, uh, and Weston will open the phones to make it available now at no cost, no obligation. Yeah, whether you need to plan for your income stream in retirement, if you're not sure you've saved enough or you're uncomfortable with the level of risk you're taking. These are all things that we deal with every day here at Robert's Wealth. And it all starts with that complimentary consultation where we can tell you uh, within about an hour whether or not we're a good fit to work together and if there's something that we can do to help you. And we promise to make it uh, as fun and as casual as possible, given that I'll be you know, holding an iPad, taking notes and asking you how long you think you'll live. But we, <laughs> want, we want to encourage you, though, to stop by and, and visit with us. 
And sometimes uh, Weston will remind you, hey, you know, you might live longer than the answer you just gave me on that. <laughs> Has to remind you of that. 800-891-8680 to schedule. This is a comprehensive review. It's no obligation, no cost. But, I mean, if you do go forward with this team, working with this team on your retirement, this is a good starting point, a good head start, and giving you a lot of great information on what could lead, if you go forward with them, to holistic planning uh, for your retirement. Getting that plan. That's how we open this segment, the importance of having that clear plan for your retirement. What does it look like? You can find out when you schedule 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680 with Roberts Wealth Management. And wherever you're listening, it's an office uh, convenient to you around Houston, Pensacola, Daphne, uh, the original office in Biloxi. Uh, there is an office near you convenient to you. 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. Retirement marks that crucial milestone encompassing intricate decision-making influenced by factors like financial stability, health, personal aspirations. And while the choice to retire is deeply personal, gaining insights into the average retirement age and ongoing trends can offer valuable context. That is what we'll talk about straight ahead. We're back with Weston Lindemann and Retire Right Radio, Roberts Wealth Management, and a great team of all-star advisors. You meet with one, you have the whole team in your retirement planning process. Learn more at robertswealth.com. So we talked about that journey to retirement and what you need to consider to make sure that it's a successful journey to retirement. Now let's look at when you retire. And that's one of the the great things that you can find out when you schedule that comprehensive review. You can get a little better feel on when you would be ready to retire. And if not today, that strut Paul Roberts talks about, then what do you need to put in place to get that strut? The strut meaning I could retire if I want to. That's a good feeling. But uh, Weston, one thing about retirement, obviously with longevity now, it seems that the retirement age average is evolving and, and getting a little later now. Yeah, it's interesting when we look at some of these numbers that have come out in different studies. And just to quote some of those numbers here, um, as of 2024, the average retirement age for U.S. retirees is 64. And yet workers anticipate retiring at 66. So interesting psychology there. It seems most people expect that they'll have to work a little bit longer than the average numbers actually suggest people do. So mm-hmm. people retire, you know, a couple of a couple of years earlier than they thought they would, and um, part of that could be because, well, there are some inflated numbers out there that we hear floating around, and I, I hear it a lot when people come in for that that first conversation with us. They say, "Well, I, I don't have nearly enough saved for retirement. I don't know if I can ever retire." You know, the Wall Street Journal says I have to have a million dollars to comfortably retire. Yeah, well, maybe that's if you live in California and the you know living expenses are really that high. But yeah. for a lot of people, we find that just having an adequate income plan where there's a certain amount of guarantees built in, where you know we, we're taking a certain level of risk off the table with the way we manage money here at Roberts Wealth, um, a lot of times we find it's very doable for people to retire on a lot less than that. And big part of that equation, obviously, we talked about it already. It's expenses what kind of lifestyle we're going to be having in retirement. And um, obviously, you know, what level of debt are you bringing with you into retirement plays a big factor in how much you need to have. But as we see people living longer, no doubt we'll see people obviously working longer as well. Um, And so it makes sense that the 
average retirement age would continue to shift in that direction. Well, and longevity, definitely one major reason. And, and also, but there are other factors. I know you have some data on that. What are some other factors that shape retirement when you retire today? So this is interesting, and I'll leave it to someone else to explain the why behind this. But apparently, on average, women uh, save about 30% less than men for retirement. Now, if I'm just shooting from the hip there, there could be you know some of that being the wage gap that's well-documented at this sure. point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that on average, men and women doing the same exact role, men are oftentimes paid more money. Again, we could leave it to someone else as to why that is. I've heard some interesting uh, hypotheses on that subject. But um, some of these other uh, studies have revealed things like the average 401k balance for women is on average significantly lower than that of men. Um, it could be that m- women more than men, and that, that's changing, of course, but would leave for a while the workforce to raise the family also. Well, I wasn't going to suggest that it had anything to do with spending habits. Uh, so oh, you're, <laughs> you're probably on to something there. But uh, I think in general, we want to be conscious of these statistics because um, we run the risk of becoming one if we don't pay attention to these facts. Right. That's and right. so if, uh, you know, there are women out there listening to this, um, we're not saying this to poke fun in any way. We're saying no. this to, right. say, to say that we need to have a plan in place to make sure we don't end up in that category. Right. I mean, just actually, you're citing some statistics and um, and I, and one and one from the U.S. Census Bureau. Fifty uh, percent of women, forty percent of men have no retirement savings, which is really, really scary, really scary. Right. And so, you know, never mind really the numbers that you know. There's some statistics that say women have less in retirement savings than men. If 47 percent of men have no retirement savings, they're hardly doing that good themselves as, mm-hmm. as a gender, right? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> right. now we talk to people on an individual basis and we see, uh, obviously, um, a different demographic than the, than the people cited in these statistics. But overall, it tells us that we're, you know, still well on our way to um, accomplishing our mission of educating the public on how to have a successful retirement. And, you know, if we could spread that message to people a little bit earlier in life, perhaps we would see you know, some numbers improve there um, mm-hmm. with people taking more initiative early in life. Yeah, yeah, just understanding the power of compounding and saving early. And as you said, too, looking at those um, very important proactive tax strategies, we're looking at when you retire, when Americans retire. But I know as you're listening to this, you're thinking, well, okay, how does this apply to me? Because you're the one that you need to worry about when you retire. That's something they can give you a lot of insight into uh, and and your journey to retirement when you could be ready if you schedule with the team at Roberts Wealth, 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680 to schedule. And so what, what can we or maybe should we be doing to help make sure that we can retire on our terms? Well, I think one thing that we should be doing is kind of shifting the mindset to uh, away from, you know, am I, am I just saving enough? You know, some people will just throw $20,000 in the 401k every year and that's their approach to retirement saving. You know, sometimes it's not exactly about maximizing the dollar amount that you're saving, but doing it in the most efficient way possible. Mm -hmm. And so stuffing more and more money into the 401k, a tax deferred retirement account, when we know that the current tax legislation in place sunsets in 2025, Odds are, we expect at least that there's going to be some significant changes to taxation and probably not going down. And with with that being the case, um, 
it makes more sense to put money in a, a, an after-tax account like a Roth. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're struggling to save and you feel overwhelmed because you're so far away from maxing out your 401k, um, perhaps it's time to pivot strategies. You know, we want to contribute in that 401k up to that employer match because you can't beat free money. But then after that, we want to look to after-tax dollars that are going to get that tax-free growth. And the more money we're able to keep in retirement via not having to pay taxes, uh, the better off we're going to be. So if we can save you, you know, 10, 15% on your future tax bill by adjusting the way we make our contributions, a lot of times that can help more so than just um, trying to, you know, pinch pennies and, and save dollars um, by maxing out that 401k. Yeah, and actually uh, now if you're looking at Roth, uh, now with Secure Act 2.0, doesn't that make um, uh, the Roth option, the match available with your Roth, if you go with the Roth option? That's right. So more and more 401k plans do offer uh, the match included within your contributions to the Roth side of the 401k. So that's still a relatively new thing. A lot of people might not know about it yet. Uh, but for those of you that have that available to you in your 401k plan, that would be the exception uh, in which you would like to actually maximize your 401k. Just make sure you're doing it on the Roth portion of that 401k. If we're looking at, and I guess especially maybe even more so after the age of 59 and a half, diversifying our investments, I mean, what what's out there? What's available? Well, you know, people have that stock bond mentality because that's what they've been told from the brokerage world all of these years. And that proved in 2020 to 2023 to be a strategy that isn't quite as sound as it had been preached all these years. Mm -hmm. So the stock bond portfolio allocation, the idea being that the bond portion will balance out and provide stability for the risk side of the equation with stocks. But as we've seen the last three years, first time it's happened since 1970 to 1973, uh, bonds have been on a losing streak. And in fact, when we look at some, something like the yield curve uh, inversion, we, we realize that the whole bond market right now is pretty much broken as a result of uh, short-term bonds paying more interest than long-term bonds. So if we're looking at diversifying investments to ensure a balanced risk-return ratio, uh, we're not really going to get that from that 60-40 stock bond portfolio these days. One place we, we could look instead, always look to what's you know positively correlated with the environment that we're currently in, that mm -hmm. being rising interest rates right now. Um, that would be fixed indexed annuities for one. Um, a more uh, simple, straightforward path, if you don't know where to put your dollars, would be something like a CD at a bank. You know, something that pays good fixed interest. But then the problem with the CD at a bank is it's not a long-term plan, right? That's right. a short-term parking spot. And likewise, short-term U.S. Treasuries have been paying a pretty nice rate of interest considering that they're relatively risk-free. But again, it's a short-term parking spot and not a long-term strategy. Whereas, you know, a 10-year fixed indexed annuity allowing you to take advantage of the current attractive fixed rates whenever rates come down and the market responds accordingly – we can hop into the market side of things via an indexing strategy and enjoy a significant portion of the upside that way while taking no steps back, right? Having guarantees built into the plan that say we cannot lose money with a portion of our dollars. And yeah. so if we've got 50 or 60% of our dollars with no risk involved and we know we can still have significant earning potential there, uh, that's a much better path forward heading into retirement than just saying, well, I, I haven't saved enough, and so I need to be more aggressive with my investments. And 
the the risk you take there is while you could gain more, you could also lose such that you won't be able to retire on time. That's right. That's right. So you find a proper allocation then for people. That's that. right. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And we're just about out of time on this segment, about 30 seconds here. But I was wondering, because some people, and I know that your goal is to get people to, if they work in retirement or continue working in a phased way, that it's by choice. But I wonder if, if with more people considering some type work in retirement, if that factors in those uh, trends you were citing earlier, uh, what's considered retired if you fully retire or if you partially retire? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. And in fact, I've seen it recently with a client we're working with who uh, would like to stop working their current full-time job, but is still young enough that working part-time in some other capacity would still give them the increase in quality of life that they're looking for, but also uh, it wouldn't blow up their retirement plan by having them retire too early and therefore running out of money yeah. later yeah. Uh, later on in retirement. And so um, part of this goes directly into the conversation we were just having about asset allocation. Um, you know, one way to avoid making sure that you don't have to go back to work in retirement is to make sure that your assets are positioned accordingly so that, you know, if there's a market downturn, it doesn't mean that you have to go back and get a part time job someplace to supplement your income while your assets are, you know, down and you're you don't want to compound those losses. So right. having a certain amount of guarantees built into the plan, that's why we like to joke around and say no Walmart greeters allowed at Robert's <laughs> Wealth. Exactly. Work if you want yeah. to, but we don't want you to have to. Right. That would be bad. But if you decide to, or whether it's from boredom or, or maybe I just like a little more money, hey, that this, the ideal situation is when it's by choice. Schedule a comprehensive review to do that, 800-891-8680, and you can get a, a lot of insight into when you would be ready to retire. And who knows? It could be today. You don't know till you find out. And they know what to look at to help determine that. 800-891-8680, a comprehensive review. You can schedule now. No cost, no obligation. Limited opportunity, but the phones are open every week on this show to make it available. Best thing is to go ahead and call in and get on the schedule, 800-891-8680. Are you and your spouse financially compatible? How can you and your spouse get on the same page with finances? We've got some tips with Weston straight ahead. talking about when you're ready to retire and now we're going to look at if you are married <laughs> not only when you're ready to retire but how compatible are you because uh weston here on retire right radio in the last segment we looked at some stats on people and why some aren't ready to retire why some are deciding to work longer and we looked at some savings habits and not the best report cards for some on that i wonder though do married couples enter a little more stronger because it's the dual strategy or sometimes is that an impediment well sometimes we have uh, married couples obviously who are on the exact same page when it comes to finances and of course, that makes our process relatively smooth, but uh, other times there's some friction and some differences of opinion. You know, one one uh, spouse wants to take on more risk, the other is way more conservative, or perhaps they have different ideas about how much they should be spending or when they should retire. And so it's no surprise when we look at some of these statistics, um, one in five couples identify money as their, their greatest relationship challenge, according to uh, a, a study done by Couples and Money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's um, not really new information, right? I think that's also a leading cause of divorce is financial strain. 
But what do we do about it? First off, if you've made it to retirement or retirement age and you're still married, uh, we can't let not adequately planning for our finances in retirement be the thing that uh, prevents you from getting, what, what do they call it, that golden anniversary or the, the diamond anniversary? Yeah, you know yeah. You want to hit all of those though, right? <laughs> right. So, you know, we, we can't uh, miss out on those milestones because we failed to adequately plan for our finances in retirement. Um, and I w- sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I wonder if, um, if, and, and you could speak to this. I mean, you meet with many, many couples. Do you find more, I know that the term here is financial infidelity, but it could just be financial incompatibility, um, or lack mm. of communication. Do you find that more with couples who are newly married and entering retirement than ones who've been together for years or decades? Oh, now that is interesting. And interesting oddly enough when i think about that my immediate response is i find that the the more newly wed couples seem to be more on the same page with their oh, finances okay and although intuitively you might expect the opposite answer um just some uh general surveying my memory here of uh in- interesting couples i've worked with i i would say it's more so um and perhaps it's because later in life you know people who are getting married um sort of all the cards might be on the table at that point. You know exactly what you're looking for in a partner and, and they as well. Um, waiting later in life to get married, it, it, it would make sense that there would be more transparent conversations around finances and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, true. Another part of that could be, though, that there's a higher percentage likely, I'm, I'm guessing here based on my own personal experience, that um, couples who marry later in life are more likely to keep their finances separate. True. That Good would point. Naturally, cut down on the arguments, right? <laughs> yes, it would. Um, you know, actually, that does make sense because couples who've been married for decades—I mean, obviously, they were younger when they got married. It could have been a little more of a blind love, and when you marry later in life, it's probably a little more of a stringent job interview process when you're dating, <laughs> just yeah. to see—you know—are you yeah. on the same and page? Well, we'll have to do a segment on relationship <laughs> advice another day. But you know, right, Valentine's right. is coming up, so perhaps next week we can do that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so, um, all right, we'll, we'll just go with the term financial infidelity, although I think incompatibility is probably mm-hmm. better. Uh, what, what are some other things that, that cause that, that lack of communication? Well, I think first off, having some, some certainties around your dollars in retirement can avoid these problems because when we look at, okay, 22% of married individuals say they argued the most about their budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have an income plan in place and it says, here's exactly how much you're going to be able to spend and live comfortably, you know, that that argument may be coming from a place of one spouse believes they don't have enough to safely enjoy their dollars in retirement. And so they're, they're wanting to, you know, penny pinch a little bit more while the other might have more of a carefree approach. Well, if we have an income plan in place that says, um, you know, here's how long your dollars will last and good news, they'll last till age 100 in this case, then... Well, that, that means maybe we, we shouldn't spend our time arguing about the budget because the budget is, at this point, set for the next 30 years, right? Um, but yeah. then there's other aspects of this as well. You know, if, if you're just not financially compatible, uh, the good thing about the way we do asset allocation is we can usually please both parties because um, we're not putting all of our clients in 100% safety and we're not putting them all in 100% you know, at risk. And so if we've got one partner that is... Uh, more inclined to take risks and seek growth and take an aggressive position, 
and the other balances that out with wanting safety and protection from downside risk. Well, great news, that's usually uh, some combination of that is the kinds of plans that we put together here at Robert's Wealth. And a lot of times what starts off as a clear um, gap between the two spouses, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. by the time we go through our three meeting process, the two are in agreement on the best way to move forward. Okay. You know, a lot of that probably comes from um, actually both parties in the marriage, not exactly knowing the world of retirement and why would they because if they're not yet there they've never been to that land you actually go to that land as a guide you come back out and you go back in so you're very familiar with it and that may help clear things up a little bit that you know not to say ignorance in a bad way but just ignorance of the right strategies mm -hmm. once you learn those it could help them get on the same page i'm thinking Sure. Yeah. And we, we see that all the time. Right. And that's part of our job is to get people thinking about the things uh, when it comes to retirement planning that they hadn't even considered yet. Yeah. We're looking at uh, compatibility with married couples. Um, of course, we're at Robert's Wealth, they deal with people who are single, people who are married, single for whatever reason, people who are newly married and married for decades. 800-891-8680. 800-891-8680. So, um, what ways do you, because you said sometimes after they start the process with you, you can see that gap between the two being bridged. Mm -hmm. What are some things you're looking at to help do that and to gauge their financial compatibility? Well, a lot of times we take it back to what, what is it that we're trying to accomplish here? So if there's some unison around that, then it makes it a lot easier to bridge that gap. Now, if, uh, you know, we ask those basic questions like what, what do we plan on doing in retirement? And we get some radically different answers there. You know, one says travel a lot and the other says stay at home and, and, and you know, garden. Then, well, okay, this is going to be maybe a little bit trickier. Um, right. But that's rare that we experience that, right? Most of the time people are planning to spend uh, these sunset years together. And so um, having that common goal allows us to have, you know, a reason to want to bridge any sort of gap when there's a disagreement on the financial side of things. You mentioned uh, that a lot of couples who are newly married could have joint financial situations. However, in that case, um, is, is, is a lack of complete financial transparency a problem in there? I mean, shouldn't you still, even though you, you're joint, shouldn't you be totally, or should you have a little secret stash? I mean, I don't know. Does that create problems? Well, you know, maybe there are some examples where people feel like 100% um, transparency isn't ideal. And I, I, who, who am I to say otherwise, right? But in general, there's some things that we definitely want to know. And that would be, how much income do we lose if one spouse passes away? Mm -hmm. right? That's are a we, big one. Are we going to lose a pension or a, an annuity that we've started taking income on? Um, do we have some guarantees around continuing our income streams if one spouse passes away? Um, do we have our beneficiaries in order on all of our accounts? Um, I've seen that happen where someone had a 401k that they hadn't named any beneficiary on and they ended up getting married but hadn't gotten around to um, adding that beneficiary yet. And mm -hmm. it was obviously a sore subject and I, I still don't know um, in that particular case, did they ever go and add that beneficiary? You know, that's something that was up to them, but it was clearly a a pain point in, in the relationship. Um, but these are the things that you wouldn't want to be secret, right? Right. Uh, now, should you micromanage your spouse's um, expenses? You know, what are they spending? Um, how many times do they use the credit card in a month? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to say what 
you know, other people should do as far as that goes. But in general, you know, transparency around finances is going to be ideal, but more specifically in retirement, when you need a very clear roadmap for success, um, how can we follow a roadmap if, if we're not being transparent about all of the ins and outs around that? Right, exactly. And you made a a very, very good point a moment ago about uh, you have to consider that more than likely uh, one spouse will die before the other. I mean, 99%, I don't know the exact stats on that, but um, you know more than likely that's going to happen. When you create that plan with them and they're still young, maybe not even yet retired, do you create the plan B then taking into account that there could be some income lost when one passes away? Well, Yep. When it's significant enough, you know, if, if it's a few hundred dollars and it's not going to make or break the income plan, then it's not really a consideration. Or likewise, if there's a life insurance policy that would provide a death benefit substantial enough to cover that income gap, then it's already considered planned for. But what happens when we don't have any life insurance and, you know, we have the breadwinner who has most of the income streams in their name? You know, maybe they didn't elect the survivorship option on their pension. Um, then there's a significant gap in income that will need to be replaced. And that means we've got to do our best to position the assets in a way where they're going to be available for the other spouse in the inevitable uh, event where, you know, one passes away before the other. Because mm-hmm. you're right, that is going to be like 99.9% of the time. I'm thinking, I mean, how yeah. often do both pass away at the exact same time? Very, very rarely, I would imagine. Very rare. I've actually yeah. known some, but yeah, yeah. very rare. And uh, so... Yeah, just making sure that we've got that replacement income stream figured out. And part of that, by the way, is going to be cleaning up tax liability in advance, because if we're planning on that replacement income stream coming from a traditional IRA, but the government says you're going to need to start taking withdrawals at age 73 and have that account drained in about 20 years, uh, that can be a problem. And so we want to make sure that not only do we have the assets positioned accordingly, but also that they're in the right bucket. And ideally, that would, of course, be labeled Roth. Well, there you go. I mean, all the strategies, whether they're protective or proactive or building income, diversifying your approach, they'll discuss this with you in a comprehensive review, and you can schedule this now at no cost and no obligation. That's right. If you feel like these uh, marital disputes around finances have just been piling up, uh, we're financial advisors here. But if you ask some, they might think that we're also marriage counselors. (laughs) Give us a call and have that first conversation today at no cost. Absolutely. And a comprehensive review that it will be when you schedule, whether it's a second opinion for you, maybe you're already retired or maybe you're approaching retirement. Maybe you're in what we call the financial red zone and thinking I'm getting closer to retirement. And I, I'm still doing the same thing I, I did at 40. I may need, I've got to look at what do I need to do with all these vehicles I've saved in all these years. 800-891-8680. So initial consultation, second opinion, no cost, no obligation to schedule. 800-891-8680. Now the website again is robertswealth.com. A lot of people submit questions and say, hey, answer this one on the show. They just like to hear their question on the show. Uh, You can do that if you uh, email and that would be info at robertswealth.com info at robertswealth.com Q&A with Weston Lindemann straight ahead on Retire Right Radio It's Q&A 
Q&A now with Weston Lindemann, Retire Right Radio. I'm Dave Perkins. The website, robertswealth.com, which is another way you can reach out and schedule with the team of all-star advisors at Roberts Wealth Management. And uh, that way, or if you email your question in, if you uh, if you want uh, Weston to answer your question on this show, just say, hey, hit this one on the show. And you can email that question in, by the way, at info at robertswealth.com or just when you click contact at robertswealth.com. Let's start with one from Pensacola. Um, I'd like to schedule with you as I am the one who handles all the finances in our house. Now, uh, and and by the way, this is the wife uh, speaking here. Mm -hmm. Short of lying to him and saying we're going to watch the game at the bar, how can I get him on board to come with me? Or should I not even worry about it? I thought I'd top it off with that one since we just talked about spousal strategies. Yeah, that's a timely uh, question there and also yeah. something we run into from time to time. And I, I can tell you there's a couple of ways there. One is to come on in and have that first conversation with us. You know, no sense in creating um, an argument around this if we're actually not even a good fit to work together. And so let's find out first, you know, spend an hour with us. Can we help you? Are you already... You know, maybe you've been handling your finances correctly and you just want to, to have that confidence in knowing that and we can tell you. Um, but odds are, you know, nine times out of 10, we're going to have some value that we can add to your existing plan. Or if we're starting from scratch, of course, we can create that plan. But I would say, um, you know, you, you want to stress to them the importance of it. And a lot of times we'll have a, a single person come in for that discovery meeting, our first conversation. But then when we start talking about you know, all the opportunities for improvement and we invite them back for a strategy meeting, um, that's when it's crucial to have both spouses at the table to understand what's going on. But uh, I'd be lying if I said it happens like that every time. Sometimes we have a single person come in for that strategy meeting and then they have to go back and kind of show a little bit of the information that we shared with their other spouse and say, look, we're not as well off as we thought we were. We need to go have this conversation about this, especially if we get, you know, a Morningstar report Uh, done for someone. And that's where we take your existing portfolio. We send it off to this third party. That way they give us the objective black and white. Here is uh, whether or not you're doing well in your current portfolio and whether or not some adjustments need to be made. So, you know, sometimes we'll send home uh, that report with people and it can get the other spouse um, encouraged enough to say, okay, here it says in clear, you know, red light, yellow light, green light. And I've got you know, six red lights here that say we need immediate attention to our portfolio. And it's hard to argue with the facts like that. But I I would say one other trick uh, that I would keep up my sleeve is um, invite your husband to one of our seminars. We're definitely doing a seminar in in your location. And that means that, you know, lunch or dinner will be served. And in that case, you could tell him, hey, we're we're going out to eat at this nice restaurant. And and then uh, there's going to be a financial presentation as well. (laughs) Right. Good idea. And actually, your answer was so much better and more thorough than how I would have answered it, because I would have just simply said, yeah, lie to him and tell him to take him to the game at the bar. And then uh, they get there and he goes, wait a minute, I've never heard of this bar. Robert's Wealth Management. Oh, trust me. Big screen TVs everywhere. Come on in. Uh, but no, that that's true. But I mean, it is important because they both have skin in the game. And I, 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 I can see that one spouse coming home and trying to explain in detail what they had heard in that review where it'd be so much better if both parties come to it absolutely and it's one of the reasons why we ask in our first conversation you know is there anyone else that's going to be making this decision with you and because if so they need to be part of the conversation yeah 
Oh, definitely. Well, both of you come in, or and again, as I said um, earlier on the show, Robert's Wealth helps people uh, guide people to retirement, whether they're single or married. 800-891-8680. 800-891-8680. Here's from Katie, Texas. I've heard you talking about big box firms. I won't mention the one I'm dealing with, but the other day they called me, and I felt like I was being strong-armed into an exploding offer if I didn't lock it in now. Is this a common practice? Well, uh, yeah, probably so. But I'll, I'll admit some of us advisors at Roberts Wealth are a little spoiled in that we've only experienced the independent fiduciary side of this business. And so we see, you know, after the fact, some people who come into our office, they've worked with a big box firm and they've had a bad experience in one way or the other. And I imagine part of that is that high pressure uh, tactic that you're referring to there, feeling strong armed into an offer that you have to take, you know, right then. And I would say that um, I hate when that happens, by the way, no matter what it is, I hate to feel pressured like that. That's right. Whether you're trying to buy a car or, you know, whatever the case may be. And when it comes to, you know, a financial plan, um, rushing into making a decision is never going to be a good idea. Right. And it's why we have a more extended process. That's, of course, all complimentary in, in that, you know, we may spend three meetings with you and and never actually work together now. Ideally, we find that out on the front end that in conversation number one, hey, maybe we're not a good fit. But the reason we go through this longer process is because we don't. Well, first off, we don't want people to feel like they're being strong armed into anything. But also, we're just so big on education. We want people to understand not just here's the recommendation. My advisor said do this, but to be able to explain it, to be able to understand the reason why we're recommending what we're recommending. And then to have that written plan in place where you can point to it and say, um, you know, here's what I'm doing and why. And so you don't say, well, I was strong armed into buying this product or investing in a certain way and, mm-hmm. and then have regrets later. Yeah, and you're, it's not going to be a, a pressure experience. That's what I like about that. And of course, there's no obligation. There's no cost even when you schedule that. So you can at 800-891-8680. Here's from Pascagoula. I like what you say on the show, but it doesn't sound like anything that I have in place. And I'm entering my third year of retirement. Is it too late for me to come talk to you? Well, that's an interesting question. I can understand why sometimes people feel like it's too late. But uh, I'll tell you, we work with people who are in their 90s. Um, So if that's you, uh, you can still come on in. If that's not you, guess what? It's not too late. There's any number of things that we could be doing for you at all steps in, in the retirement uh, process, whether you're not quite there yet, but would like to be, or you've already been in there in retirement for a couple of years, you know, there's different challenges at different phases of retirement later in life. You know, it can be, um, things like planning for legacy, you know, estate planning, tax efficient Mm -hmm. planning around that earlier in retirement. It can be things like positioning the assets accordingly so that you can have some guarantees going into retirement. And a few years into retirement, your third year in this case, you know, it can be things like RMD planning or um, tax efficient planning. So there's any number of things that we can do for people at all phases of retirement. So I would say absolutely no, it is not too late for you to come in and have a conversation with us. It's never too late, is it? I mean, maybe if you're 150. It's well, too late. we probably should draw the line somewhere. Right? Uh, yeah, where you have to somewhere. But no, it's never too late. Thank you so much for listening to in Pascagoula. Here is one from Daphne. I have a pension and I've been offered the lump sum option. Should I do it? Well, the first thing is um, when you come in for our, our initial conversation, please bring your pension paperwork because I, and I don't know who 
comes up with these pension packets, but they are some of the most convoluted things mm. I've ever read. And oh, I was a philosophy major in college. So <laughs> um, if Bertrand Russell puts you to sleep, a pension a pension packet definitely will, too. Uh, why, no, but, why does everything have to be so complicated <laughs> like that? Yeah, anyway. that, that, that's the way it goes. And so we want to make sure that we're you know making the right decision. I'll say probably nine times out of 10, that lump sum option is going to be better for you in the long run if we can plan to position that lump sum in the best way. What are some advantages to lump sum? So, you know, if you don't take the lump sum and you have that set, you know, monthly amount that you get, and again, on paper, that monthly amount is going to be higher than if you take the lump sum, you get a reduced pension benefit monthly. But then if we take that lump sum and we put it into investments in a strategic way that actually produces more income without depleting the principal, Right. If we're withdrawing mm-hmm. at a rate that is less than the interest that we're earning, uh, and we can do that with a certain level of guarantees built in, then, uh, of course, in the long run, the lump sum options going to be better. And at the end of the day, it's the more control you have over your money, uh, the better it's going to be. Giving up the lump sum in favor of a set, uh, you know, higher monthly amount that you get from your pension benefit that. That can be right for some people, but I would say most of the time we find that we're able to do more, work more creatively and strategically with that lump sum. Uh, But it all starts with deciphering uh, what exactly does this pension packet say? Mm -hmm. You really do need to look at it um, because if it's as complicated as some that you said you've seen, uh, the layperson probably doesn't totally understand it. So why not bring it in? Uh, No cost, no obligation. Bring it in and let them look at it and better answer your question. In fact, for you listening, if you would like to come in, if you're near retirement or in retirement is one of our uh, questions. uh, They said they were three years in wondering, was it too late? It's not. Come in and talk. Uh, It could be a piecemeal review. It could be a holistic review, but schedule and the opportunity now you can do that at no cost, no obligation. That's right. And if you feel like you've got more questions than answers today, if you're, your head's spinning from all this new information that we've covered, uh, you could be a good candidate for a couple of meetings with us or perhaps one of our more informational seminars where we do deeper dives into all of these subjects that we've talked about today. Um, there's no one size fits all when it comes to retirement planning. And likewise, we, we take a team approach here because we understand that no, no one person has the expertise in all facets of retirement planning. So if you want to work with an all-star team to make sure that you have a plan in place to conquer all of these obstacles in retirement, then come visit us at Robert's Welt. It's a complimentary process and we promise to be upfront and transparent with you and not waste anyone's time. We want to make sure that we're doing all that we can to give people the best advice so that it's just smooth sailing into retirement from here. That's the goal, uh, to have a smooth journey into retirement. 800-891-8680 to schedule. 800-891-8680. You know, we got a little bit of time here, Weston. We were talking about it's uh, more likely, I mean, it's, it's very uh, rare that couples die together. And my friend, a uh, longtime friend, would not mind me sharing this because he was interviewed all over the world by news <laughs> outlets over this. Um, he and I were, really kind of grew up in the broadcast world, him on the news side. But um, his parents, his, his mother woke up one morning and, and her husband had passed away. And she called, you know, 911, and uh, the police officer first on the scene uh, talked to my good friend about what happened. He got he arrived, and she basically said, I can't let him go alone, crawled in bed beside him, and died. And um, 
you know, it was so much like that movie. I think it was the notebook that less uh, a news colleague of his called him after hearing about it and said, look, I know this is probably tacky for me to call you, but you as a fellow journalist know this is a good story. Can I get an interview with you? And then it went viral. It went worldwide. So he wouldn't mind me sharing that, but it was an unbelievable story. That is. And I think everyone can think of at least one couple that uh, we can imagine something like that happening to or, or with. I mean, that's incredible, but that's why we don't speak in absolutes, right? They, nothing happens right. 100% of the time. There's no, always doesn't. that 0.001% of the time where there's the exception. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that that really, and I, I say that to honor them because I knew them, of course, his parents. And uh, that is the power of, a, just like with my parents, a very, very strong loving relationship and so you know it, although it's a sad story it's kind of an uplifting story in a way too so anyway sorry yes. i just thought i'd share that we had a little time here uh 800-891-8680 to schedule 800-891-8680 and we hope to see you next week we're back with retire right radio Roberts Wealth Management is registered as an investment advisor and only conducts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This program is a paid advertisement sponsored by Roberts Wealth Management. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of these strategies discussed. Investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. Asset allocation, rebalancing, and diversification do not ensure or guarantee a better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. References to market results do not represent the performance of Roberts Wealth Management. Historical performance returns for investment indexes and or categories usually do not deduct transaction and or custodial charges of an advisory fee, which would decrease the historical performance results. There are no guarantees that a portfolio will match or outperform a specific benchmark. Tax information provided is general in nature and should not be construed as legal or tax advice. Always consult with an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Roberts Wealth Management is not engaged in the practice of law or accounting. Tax and social security rules are subject to change at any time. Annuity guarantees are subject to the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. 